Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Somebody speak to Jesus. Tell him, God, we thank you. Somebody speak to Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody speak in other tongues. Robo Sibaka sakata la ba 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 ba. Robo silele ba ya kaye setelele. Rostele ba la 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 la. He shall reign. He Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. He is worthy. He is holy. Somebody worship the Lord. Somebody worship the Lord. Open the flag gates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the flag gates of heaven. 
Somebody worship the Lord Jesus. God, we worship you today. We worship you today. We worship you today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody speak in other tongues. Just fall in love with Jesus. Just love him. Love on Jesus.
spirit in your shame. Your eye is on the sparrow, and your head it comforts me from the end to the day. Let your
Lord Almighty hang up for praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I wanted to check whether some of you still remember old songs. The power of God is here. I say the power of God is here. Hallelujah. If you're sick, start to receive your healing now. Now. There's somebody on my right. You have sinuses. In fact, you've been feeling pain. Come, come quickly, 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 quickly. God wants to heal you now. You are the Lord and he left me. You are the Lord my even you you sent your word your word and he sees you are the Lord today. It's the last time you're feeling asthma in your body. You are the Lord Lord my God. You sent your word your word and you my disease you are the Lord Receive your healing now. Now. Receive your healing right now. You are the Lord. Hey, now you're many. You are the Lord. In fact, hey, somebody, you have a very bad lung. Eh? Your lungs are painted. Eh? You can't move them. Eh? You sent your word. And Receive your healing now. You are the Lord. Receive your healing now. And He lets me. You are the Lord. Receive your healing now. Now. You sent your words. power of the Holy Ghost. Receive it. God, it's done. It's done. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's done. You're feeling pain in your lungs? Have you feel? How long has it been? Right now. Okay. That pain I command to lose. Now. 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 It goes now. 
feeling any more pain? It's gone? Praise God. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. That healeth me. Receive it. It's done. It's done. It's done. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know when they're praying for the sick as well, receive your healing. Don't wait and say, oh me, they didn't call me out. Receive it now. Do you know literally I saw people pain leaving like if pain just left you put up your hand like I feel pain has left. Put up, put up. Put up straight. Let people see that God is a healer. Put up, put up. Put up. Praise the Lord Jesus. God is a healer. Come on, heroes. Say amen. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 12. Hallelujah. Let's read. One, two, let's go. Wherefore, he says, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. Read it again. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the truth. Peter tells the church that I know that you remember these things and you know them. He says, but I will always bring these things to remembrance. I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, Peter says. Because he seeks that the church be established in the present truth. In other words, There is a past truth. There is a past truth. When Peter says that there is a present truth, there is a truth that is present. It means there are things in the scriptures, even if they are there, some of their contexts are out of time for the new creature. Are you hearing me? That is why if you study the Greek word for present, it means above. The truth that is above. In other words, the truth is absolute. It's not relative. We're not at a place where you're saying your truth is my truth. No. Whether you have your truth and I have my own truth, there's only one truth and that's Jesus Christ. Okay? But the truth has dimensions of depth. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. There are certain truths that are above others. Are you hearing me? And whatever is above is present. Now, in the church of Christ, after the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there were truths that became present by reason of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, by reason of the switching of the covenant and the priest. But sadly today in the body of Christ, men and women, children, Christians, don't know the difference. That is why the Bible says that they err not knowing the word of God and the power. The biggest consequence of the church is the place where we don't understand the scriptures, nor the power of God. But do you realize that the order of the spirit is the scriptures which precede and then the power? Because the scriptures give power. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why the Bible calls it the word of his power. The word of his power. 
The word of his power. The word of his power. The word always precedes the power of God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. He says, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, he says he upholds, or some versions say he holds all things together by the word of his power. The word of God precedes the manifestation of his power. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, the scriptures say that there is such a thing as present truth. Present truth. Present truth. That's why Peter says, I'll not be negligent to put you into remembrance, even though you know these things, and have been established in the present truth. So he's speaking to a church that has been established in the present truth. The church established in the present truth thinks differently from the church that is not established or is responds to a truth that is no longer present or is lower. Now you might think, okay, that I'm disqualifying whatever is lower. No, the Bible says all scripture is profitable. Every scripture is profitable. Yes, it is profitable. But there is such a thing as what is present, or rather what is above. There are things that were true, applicable to the men of old in the scriptures, but now they are not applicable to the Christian. But some people have a false humility. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. They have a false humility that causes them to incline to things that cause them to become more indifferent in the things of God because they lack knowledge. Let me tell you the biggest problem with the body of Christ in our generation today. It's not ignorance. It is refusing to learn. It is refusing to learn. Because for some, these have been institutions that have been established in their lives for so long that what they taught them, even though it might not be present truth, it's what bought them land, built them houses, and took their children to school, that bringing the truth sometimes is a problem to their souls because you feel, they feel like you're breaking everything that they've stood to believe. That's why the Bible speaks of men which are Bereans. The Bible says that they went back and searched out the scriptures to know these things, whether they were so. The only problem sometimes with us Christians is we hear certain things, but we don't take time to search these scriptures out to know whether they're so. Do you take time to search out the scriptures to know whether they were so? But you see, me, I understand why. Listen, Acts 17, 11. Huh, can I share it? You see, I wasn't planning to say it, but let me say it. When you think through very well, you realize that the church in Thessalonica, okay, <laughs> was very contradictory to the way Paul understood God. Let me first explain something here. That is why he says, and these were noble, more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word of God in all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily to know whether those things that were so. Now listen. If you read the scriptures very well, if you go back to the book of Corinthians, Paul tells you, for you brethren know, he's, he's, he's testifying, that no other church dealt with me like the church in Macedonia. For he says that beyond themselves and above themselves they gave, hallelujah, not only as we expected, but even above our expectations, for they firstly gave themselves unto God and unto ourselves by faith. Are you hearing me? That is why you realize even the church in Macedonia communicated to all Paul's ones because they believed in the message of Paul. Do you understand? And it testifies of them. 
And these they did, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Then he tells the Philippians how that no church communicated like the Macedonians. You realize that the church of Macedonia were not just givers. They gave themselves into the work of the gospel. But when you go to the church in Thessalonica, the Bible says like a nurse mothers her own baby. I nursed you, oh dear Thessalonians. And we worked hard with our own hands to provide. Why? Because the church in Thessalonica was immature. Therefore, they could not even be givers. Now, you don't manipulate and immature people to give. You grow them until they learn to give. Today, what we do, we manipulate Thessalonica, a million shillings. The, the responsibility primarily for the church to shift, and I'm going to teach about money one of these days. Zero, 30, 40, 60, 100. Thessalonica, Corinth, Philippe, Macedonia. You realize that Men can only respond to what they understand. If you can't cause them to understand, you'll have to manipulate them. Who understands what I'm saying? There is a place where if we don't understand where you came from as a church or we came from as a church or as believers, okay? Or who we became when we became born again. You realize that we lose a lot of things. Sometimes you hold on to certain things that are no longer beneficial. Paul speaks of the things permissible. But those very things are not. Let me give you an example. By the inspiration of the spirit. Okay. A prophet of God starts to relate the anointing with the yoke. You remember that scripture? And the Bible says, <laughs> and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Do you understand? Let me show you something. He says, and it shall come to pass in that day, his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Watch the semantics. Some people quote that scripture eh, as <laughs> the anointing shall destroy the yoke. They seem the same, but one is present truth. Okay, let me explain it this way. When you say that the anointing shall destroy the yoke. Okay? It means that there is a premeditated experience of the devil throwing a yoke. Okay? Against you. When the yoke comes upon your life, then the anointing on you destroys it. You get my point? Interpretation A. Let's go to interpretation B. Interpretation B says... The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. There's a difference. Have you understood it? The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. In other words, it finds the anointing and it is destroyed. It doesn't find one who is not anointed and then the anointing is stirred up to destroy. Today in the church, people are trying to stir up. You see, almost the whole consequence of the church today and the reason why Christians have failed to walk out of demonic uh, oppression and, and, and manipulation and destruction 
is because we are always late. You get my point? Eh? We're always the kind which is counter-attacking. You get it? And we've given a provision of the devil to have a place of afflicting and inflicting us. And then after that, we pray, or we go to a man who is anointed. And the man in the conference says, the anointing will break the yoke. Not the anointing on you, no. But the anointing on the man of God. <laughs> so, if the man of God is out of the country, you're in trouble. Because you're going to carry a yoke until the man of the anointing comes and deals away with the yoke. No, listen. We're not dealing with the anointing to destroy the yoke. No. We are dealing with the anointing destroyed because of the anointing. In other words, oh, you don't understand. The Bible says we have an action from on high. We have an anointing. You and I carry an anointing. In other words, now when the devil launches an attack on you, he finds an anointed man. Now, listen. Get the wisdom. If David could not touch an anointed man, even the devil knows. That is why in the dispensation of time, you realize the mind of the spirit is a thousand fall at one side and ten thousand on the other. And he says, and none of them shall in any means come nigh See, there's a place where you can say, No. But there's also a place where it can't come in the first place. That is the yoke destroyed because of the anointing. You see, it's more adventurous. You're like in Jurassic Park when you're narrating. Then the thing came. It strangled me. And then I said in the name of Jesus, whether you want it or not. You can even make it a sermon. And then you say, Nengamba Uganda, Nti Sivao, Sivao. And people say, oh, shit. Of course, women, women get their bags and give and get slain. You understand? Why? Because see, some of you, that's the life you live. He attacks, you pray. He attacks, you pray. He attacks, you pray. No, let me introduce you to something. There is a place in God where the anointing upon your life. Listen, it's a principle by the spirit. You can't bind a strong man. Except by that which is stronger. That is why when Jesus looked at the consequence of the devil, he said, uh-uh. The prince of this world has nothing, nothing in me. You never had the Christ lose appetite and sleep because somebody sent witchcraft or sp- come on. You never had that. No. Because he is the fullness of God bodily. How can you even regard demonic operation? How can you regard it? One time I was in a meeting and, and the spirit, I was worshiping, same things, I'm preaching. And in the middle of preaching, a spirit gets out of a little guy and says, Nyenda muta! And I screamed, Muta! Why? Because I know even demons understand irony. They know when I'm not joking. Listen, he said, you shall, listen, listen to the language. He says, demons shall obey. That's the language. He says, you shall speak to demons and they shall obey. 
they shall obey. That's the language. They shall obey. You see, some of you, you still look at demons on the level of fleeing. You don't look at demons at the level of obeying you. Obedience. When we were growing up, our parents were sarcastic. You'd go out and your mother tells you, Furumo on daddy. <laughs> Did you hear the language? You go out and see. But you know they are saying, don't go out. Why? Because they are saying that the, you expected a certain consequence. They knew you expected a certain what? Consequence. You understand? It's like an instruction. But it's a bait. Do it, you're going to see fire. You have to get to that level with the devil. Where if somebody says, I'm going to be with you, don't say, I can't say, no, no, no. Tell them, mama, loga, loga, <laughs> loga. Loga. You remember how Elijah worked? The guy says, You guys are, huh? what's not working? Do you need more water? Can you scream a bit louder? Man, that marker said, And that guy was not filled with the Holy Ghost. He was a normal man. How much more? <laughs> how much more? How much more? You hear that a, a, a Christian has lost appetite because we have a family curse. This thing at a certain age we die. All the women in our family don't get married. How? Thank you. Now Christians ask how. There was a time Christians would say, hey, Munang, I've noticed. The Bible says that the unclean spirits, they obey him. They obey. They obey. They obey. They obey. That's who we are. Present truth. We're not looking for an anointing to destroy yokes upon us. (laughs) You're yoked to Christ. You're already yoked. When you entered salvation, you entered a yoke. He told you, take you of my yoke, for it is lighter. You already have a yoke. So, I don't understand how people say we are breaking yokes. Which yokes? How did you yoke? After you yoked with Christ, how did you again yoke? Except if you yoked with unbelief and ignorance. When you got born again, you got yoked with Christ. And when you became yoked with Christ, everything about, that's why he says, don't be unequally yoked. Because you're already unequal with an unbeliever. You're unequal. You're already unequal. Before you even date him, you're unequal. He's not. Before you even say, let us, you're already unequal. He says, don't be unequal. In other words, you, you have a certain yoking of your level. Do you understand me? But Christians are still removing yokes, the anointing. We are going for 
a conference. Why? We are going to remove every yoke. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I've chased devils. I've chased devils. <laughs> you might look at me and think I don't know what I'm talking about and be shocked that I know more than some of you think. We have just devils. Me, there was a time I, I started ministry. I went into a certain humanism. I, I, I used to, I never used to like look for pulpits. Ah, because there are people with demons in the community. That's why some of you are not going to see God. You're believing God for a door. <laughs> okay, look for a door. While we're street preaching, for you, you're looking for doors. Okay, look for doors. I looked for a community of women infested with devils. Eh? My God. One time I was praying for a woman's kid. A demon came and slapped a saucepan. Pui! Pui! A saucepan went flat. Some people say demons can't do that. Me, I've seen it. <laughs> Another one stayed roaring like a lion. Even the neighbors in the next room ran out. But she's roaring from one room. They ran up to my gate. We're not devils. Then you rebuke and they scream. They lock their head on the door. And then that man of God is anointed. Let me tell you what we're really doing to these guys. The Bible says that when you rebuke a demon spirit, it leaveth a man and goes in the dry places seeking for a place to rest and finds none. Here's the problem. He comes back to his original house and finds the house swept, garnished, and clean. And the Bible says and that spirit goes back in the dry places, gets what? Seven more demons. And what does the scripture say? The scripture says, and the place of that man is worse than they were. You read it. Read it. Read it. What does the message say? Message say. What does it say? It says, it then runs out, rounds about seven other spirits, datia. Listen, datia. Then all. <laughs> then they all move in, whooping it up. And that person, listen, ends up far worse than he had never gotten cleaned up in the first place. Then you come back in the meeting, eh? The person who kicked seven times, kicks 14 times, and they say, man of God. Wow! There were just more. But people are saying the, the level has raised now. Because if she was aggressive 20%, she becomes aggressive 60%. Then they say, man of God, you are anointed. It, listen. If you have a calculator, let me calculate for you. Let me calculate for you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Seven, they become Eight. Eight times seven, the second deliverance service, 56. <laughs> Listen, times seven, third deliverance service, 392. Fourth deliverance service, 2,744. Fifth deliverance service, 19,208. Sixth deliverance service, if you're attending service every day, 134,456. Seventh deliverance service after a week of deliverance. They have 941, 192,000 demons. Musumba. Kanchokene Muruganda. Tuasa bidangaba antu. Nagwedda luwe nkeira. Nala luka. Ngejeyongedi. 
Nakanti ah yagenze na butabika kati aisi zao. Do you understand? Do you understand? We had a case of a girl, some of you know her church. The girl had run mad. She was in those things, people chasing, chasing. She ran totally mad. It was about last year. So I got my knees to pray, and the Lord told me, no, this girl is a result of people who are chasing out, and this house is just empty. Do you know what I did? I told the parents, get from Butabika and bring her to church. And they said, man of God, are you okay? I told them, you don't understand what I'm saying. The entrance of the word brings light. I told, this, I told them, get, get that girl, bring her to church. They brought her to church first day. She broke pots. I told guys, ignore her. She beat up the guy who keeps the church. They tied her up. I told her, you just leave her. Leave her. Sunday service, bring her like a normal person. They bring a mad woman, put her in the middle of the church. Boom! Mad! You understand? Just a few days, the woman came back to normal. She had failed them in... Listen, she had failed them in Butabika. You ask him. Butabika had failed. They had failed to give her any medicine to restore her. But I told these guys, the moment she... See, there is a certain word you can't sit under and you stay the same. See, that's why we establish men in the present truth. There are things that can't happen to you because of what's inside you. There's things that just can't happen. They can't happen. You see, the only challenge is we've not given ourselves wholly to these things. The Bible says that if you give yourself wholly, wholly, he says your profiting will be evident among all. All men will say there's something on this fellow. But we are not given him. Listen, if a man takes drugs eh, and he really takes it, have you ever had seen a man go, ah, oh, no. But if it can consume a man and even change his vision. Me, I told people of a story of a guy. This guy was, he got so high, he got next to electric lines. Eh? And the mind drew the lines closer. He went and said, Take on Cuba. You understand? If, if a man's brain, are you hearing me, can change his paradigm, how about you who has the word of God? He says, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled. It was the, the same thing that can get on Christ and he says, now this water. This water. So full of the word that he, 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 he can't think that he can sink. But you see, until we become crazy, eh? Some of you, that's why the Bible says that this gospel is foolishness to them which are perishing. Until you get to a level where you're crazy enough, you can't see God. Stop being very politically correct and come on. Be a little bit crazy. Be a little bit crazy. Or even more crazier than a little bit, but you can't. present truth. I'll give you another example probably. You see, when Peter is talking to Timothy, T- 
teaching his son. He tells him that if a man requires the office of a bishop in chapter 1, he requires a good thing, a deacon. Wonderful. Must be not given to wine, you know, uh, running his household well and all these kinds of things. In the ninth verse he says, chapter 1 verse 9. Verse 9. First Timothy 1, Titus. No, let's go to Titus 1, 9. Uh-huh. Now, he he says that the minister, he, he was speaking about a ministry, a minister, sorry. He says that that minister must be able to hold fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Do you know why it's very expedient, or in the certain scriptures, or in the Timothy, why he speaks of holding the mystery, or, or the doctrine of Christ in the pure conscience? But I wanted to use the Titus experience, when he's writing to Titus. Because Let's go back to Titus. When, when, give me the Amplified. Probably let me amplify it for some of you. That man must hold fast. Listen. The what? The sure. And what? Word of God. As he was what? Taught it. So that he may be able both to give stimulating. Inst- That's the secret about truth. The power of truth is its power to stimulate instruction. See, some people receive instruction without stimulation. That's why the Bible speaks of, of how the word of God works into the minds of men, the most holy emotions, and thus persuading them. So, see, the, the place where I just give instruction, preach, people. Let us preach the gospel. Let us preach this. No, it cannot touch the lives of men like it ought to. Because stimulation comes after an interpretation of the language of the spirit. That's why Paul says, and my language and my message, listen, were not set forth in persuasive, that is enticing, plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, approved by the Spirit and the power of God operating on me, listen, and staring in the minds of my hearers, the most holy emotions, and that's persuading them, that we don't persuade men simply because we have a persuasive tongue enticing by the wisdom of men. But we speak to men by the ministration of the Holy Spirit and stirring into them the most holy emotions. And that's persuading them. That the persuasion of a man comes with a certain emotion to it. They love what's in you. The challenge with interpretation of the scriptures is many people understand the voices. They don't understand the language. They interpret the speech, but they understand not the language. That is why you can come and tell them that Israel is going to spend 70 years in desolation. And Daniel comes and says, I understood by the books that you're going to hold us captive for 70 years. But now, oh Lord, I have seen that this has exceeded. What is happening? And you realize the angel of the Lord tells him, come and I give you skill and understanding. You need skill and understanding. Because he, 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 he tried to inquire and inquire and inquire. But he couldn't get it why God says 70 years. And after 70 years, there's still a desolation. You understand? He says, in the first year of Israel, I, Daniel, understood by the books the numbers of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, but that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And what happened? Next verse. And I set my face, listen, listen, unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. 
And I prayed, listen, unto the Lord my God and made my confession. Listen, and said, oh Lord, listen to what Daniel is praying. The great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant of mercy to them that love you and to them that keep his commandments. Uh We have sinned. Okay, you'll understand. We have sinned, committed iniquity, and have done wickedly, and have rebelled, even by departing from the precepts, from thy judgments. Oh, give me the message. I want you to understand it. Listen, he says, I wasn't planning to go there, but I think somebody needs it. He says, we have sinned in every way imaginable. We've done evil things, rebelled, dodged, and taken detours around your clearly marked parts. Listen, we've turned a deaf ear to your servants, the prophets, who preached your word of our kings. He's repenting. Oh, we have sinned. Oh, and all the people in the land. Let's continue. Uh-huh. You've, you've done everything right, master. But all we have to show for our lives is guilt and shame. The whole lot of us, people of Judah, citizens of Jerusalem, Israel at home and Israel in exile in the places, we've been banished to because of our betrayal of you. Listen. Oh, yes, God. We've been exposed in our shame of all of us, our kings and leaders, parents before the whole world, and deservedly because of our sin. Uh-huh. Compassion is our, is, is our only hope. The compassion of you, the master of our God, since... In our rebellion, we forfeited our rights. Uh-huh. <laughs> we paid no attention to you when you told us how to live. Da, 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 da. Now, let's go to the place where the angel explains because of time. The Bible says the angel tells Daniel in the same chapter and informed me and talked to me and said, Oh, Daniel, I'm now come forth to give this skill and understanding. Let me give you skill and understanding. At the beginning of this application, <clears throat> The commandment came forth, and I come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Uh-huh. Seventy weeks are determined upon thine people and upon thine holy city to finish the transgression and make an end of sins and make a reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Uh-huh. Know therefore and understand from the going forth from the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem and to the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks the street shall be built again. You see what the angel is explaining and what Daniel interpreted. There are two, but the guy had already started, God, we have killed you. We, we are wrong. You understand? You know people who think that everything that goes wrong, it means they've sinned before God. Sometimes it's not so. Sometimes it's simply you didn't understand. You're not established in the present truth. You get it? It's like I was telling a man one time, he says, how can you say you're not under the law? I told him, look, the Bible says we know that the law is good if it is used lawfully. You, if a man has not understood the laws that govern the use of the law. Did I make sense? If a man has not understood, see, present truth, listen, he says, but we know, listen, that the law is what? If a man use it, meaning there is an unlawful use of the law. But when you're not, in, if you're not established in the truth of Christ, you can unlawfully use the law. Let me give you one precept. What does the next verse say? Get stones. Knowing this, read, uh-huh, that the law. <laughs> Is not made for a righteous man. <laughs> righteous. <laughs> righteous. 
the law is not made, made, made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, the ungodly and unbelievers. Now, when you became born again, the Bible says, blessed is the man of whom the Lord imputeth not sin, but he imputes righteousness. The moment righteousness came upon you, you detached <laughs> from the law. Don't you think that when you say the law is a detachment, then that means people are going to do all? You see, that's the biggest mistake with people. Because they are not born again, really. You see, how can you think that removing the law means that you're going to sin more except if you think that you're kept by the law. <laughs> That's why when, 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 when Paul is speaking about Peter, he's speaking about who we are. He speaks of them which have been kept by the power of God. He's not speaking about them who are kept by the law. No, he's speaking about them who are kept by the power. They're kept by the power of God through their what? Their faith, ready to be revealed in the last time. He's speaking of men who have been kept by the power, not the Lord. The Lord doesn't keep you. You're supposed to be kept by the power of God, revealed in the last time. That salvation that is supposed to be revealed in the end times. When we are kept by the power of God, you don't. You see, why do they put traffic lights on Ginger Road? Because they know. That if you don't put them, men are going to drive. Why would a man drive differently? Because he's led by another thing. But when you're led, he says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, when you get on a traffic light, the Spirit tells you, stop. You don't, listen, you don't need a light. You don't need a light. You're the light. Come on. You don't need a light. You see, you know why they put all these laws? It's because they don't trust men. Listen, love believeth all things. And God is love. And because God is love, he trusts you. The heavens trust you. Are you hearing me? They trust that when you get on this corner, you know what to do. You will know what to do. You will know what to do. That is why when Paul is preaching about righteousness, he even becomes crazier. He says, and now a righteousness without the law is being established. <laughs> Witnessed both by the prophets and the law. Oh, Moses. Even the righteousness of God. That is what? From faith to faith. Listen, he says, even the righteousness of God. With the faith of Jesus and to all and upon all of them that believe for there is no difference you see let's first go back let's first go back let's first go back the writings now let's read this amplify it for me read uh huh but now gamba now gamba now he says but now the righteousness of God has been what in the and apart from the law and he says, although actually it is attested by the law. Do you know what it means to attest? It means it is witnessed. The law says, uh-uh, that is the right thing. Even, let me tell you. One time I, was, I brought a case up and I told people, Moses was not legal. 
Moses was not what? Legal. If you study the scriptures, you realize Moses was not a legal man. No. Moses was a man God worked with to show men what the law was and what grace was. Simple. Moses was on Jesus' side. That is why when they wasted the time, he didn't say the Lord took, when, when we were delivered from Egypt, he didn't say the Lord took, took us not by the way of the Philistine, though it was shorter, but he took us on a long side, lest they see war, lest we see war and pull back. No, he says, and when it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, listen to Moses, God let them not. That means Moses said, I'm not among you. <laughs> you see, he says, God let them not. Uh-huh. Through the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was what? Near. For God said. Who did he tell? Moses. Least by adventure. The people repent when they see war. And they return. Moses refused. That is why when Paul is quoting the righteousness of faith. And not of works. He says the righteousness of faith speaks on this wise. It speaks this way. He says, but the righteousness, which is of faith, speaks on this wise. Say not in thine heart. He starts to quote Deuteronomy. When Moses spoke Deuteronomy, they didn't know that he was speaking about the righteousness of faith. They thought he was speaking about the righteousness by the works. Now does he quote and say, look, when you want to look for the righteousness, which is of faith, read Moses. That is why when the Christ appears to them, the Bible says he expounds about himself from Moses. He went to Moses and literally put himself in the picture and told them, this is me in Moses. This is me in the law. So that men understand that Moses was not, he was used to give the law, but he himself knew the grace of God. That is why, you remember, and this witness shall be blessed and set against you. You remember the scripture? The scripture says, this shall be set against you. This is Moses. He says, it's not. He says, take this book, read. He says, take this book of the law. This is Moses instructing. And put it in the inside of the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God. That it may be there a witness against you. He said, he didn't say against us. <laughs> he didn't say against us. He knew. He knew that this is for them. Moses gave them the law. But he himself distanced himself from the law and moved in the grace of God. <laughs> now, he's speaking of a righteousness that is independent. Go there. He says, the right, let's finish this. He says, but the righteousness which is of faith, speakers on this wise. He says, say not in thine heart that thou shalt ascend into the heavens. That is to bring Christ back. When you go in Deuteronomy, he didn't mention Christ. You understand? He says, it is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall bring up for us to heaven and bring it to us. He, the it there was the Christ. But he expects that a man who understands the present truth can go in Deuteronomy and dig out this and understand this he spake concerning Christ. Now he's saying there is a righteousness that is independent of the law and apart from the law but attested by the law. Moses also attests to it. Even the righteousness of God. He says, he says, let's go to the next verse. Next verse. He says, namely, the righteousness of God. Listen, which comes by what? Hey, by what? Believing with personal trust and confident reliance on Jesus Christ the Messiah. And it is meant for all. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. 
It is meant for all. For there is no distinction. Uh-huh. Since all have sin and are present continuous, falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. Uh-huh. All, 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 all are justified and made upright in right standing with God freely and graciously by his grace, his unmerited favor and mercy through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus. And then somebody says, doesn't that mean that men are going to continue sinning? That's why I told a man of God, that's your problem. I didn't continue sinning because because that which is, the Bible is clear, to the pure sins are pure. <laughs> Don't you know that to whom is forgiven much, they love much? Did the Bible tell you they sin more? Don't you realize that people can't walk in righteousness, true righteousness, because they are not convinced of God's love and forgiveness. They are not convinced of God's love and forgiveness. Everything that they happens in his life, they say, oh, 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 it must be this, it must be, this. what did Romans 5.20 say? Uh-huh. Ah, begin from 17. I need to show you something. I've just remembered. Begin from 17. What does it say? If by one man's offense, uh huh, death reigned by one man, uh huh, much more, see the abundance of grace and of the gift shall what? Continue sinning. Continue sinning. So, is it even supposed to be an instruction for a Christian to tell them, don't continue sinning? Because how? You get it? And the Bible says, next, next verse, uh huh. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men and to continuing to sin and to and to justification of life. And what is the implication? For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. We know that the law is not made for a righteous man. <laughs> That's why Paul says, for you are not under the law, but under grace. The, you can't, some people say, you have to balance. You can't. <laughs> but I, Christians, you can't balance grace and law. No. Let God help you. That is why when I get into my room and I start to reap a kashatala, I know it is God in me. Are you hearing me? When I lay hands on the sick and they're healed, I know it is God in me. When I do something big, I know, ay, 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 this is God in me. That is why we never share about our personal experiences with God very much. Because we don't want the end of it to be the works of our own. I was praying in the spirit. <laughs> Only what is beneficial to the edification of men. There are things I can't share. Not because I've not experienced the Christ. No. If I can tell you how many times he has appeared to me and spoken to me, some of you would be so shocked. But you see, there is that standard. Even to that man who has never seen Christ in the flesh. It is the place of his word in you. Are you hearing me? Do you know why this next generation is going to shake the world? This is why. 
The grace message is not a new message. Uh -uh. It has existed older than the church of Uganda or the church in Uganda. <laughs> These things are in the scriptures. 37 Simaya BC. AD, sorry. Paul was writing 50 AD. He had started to write. These things were revealed. They are older than the church in Uganda. So see, no. No, 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 no. But you see, even in the book of Acts 13, there's a scripture. The Bible says, when Paul preached the grace, he says, the next day, the whole city, you remember? The whole city, the Bible says, the next Sabbath, listen, the whole day, see, that Sabbath day, came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Now listen to the next verse. The next verse says, but when the Jews saw the multitudes, listen, they were filled with envy and spake against those things, listen, which were spoken by Paul. Doing what? Contradicting. And what? Blasphemy. Somebody gets a spirit eh, to say, hey, this is, you get my point. Nenga, the problem is very simple. They've refused to allow God to work in their lives. Present truth. Let me tell you. Saints, God, somebody said, it is finished. <laughs> okay, what other work? You tell me what is bigger than the cross. Tell me. <laughs> or what needs to be added to the cross to complete your salvation? Nothing. That's why we used to sing. What can wash in the blood of Jesus and your good manners? Is it so? <laughs> Is it so? Is it so? No. A hundred percent Christ. A hundred percent Christ. Look at Daniel repenting. God... And when you realize what the angel explained, it had nothing to do with Israel. And no, the man didn't get understanding and skill. But he had started Mukama to Sonyiwe. The other day I found a woman. She was repenting for their gener generational curses. <laughs> the demons of our great-grandfathers, they are the ones which have held us. We could have gone far. Listen. New creature new creature all the things passed away all things new all 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 and all things are of God how can you say that I have a my grandfather you know we have to repent that's Daniel and the angel says no you don't need deliverance. You need skill and understanding. Because let me tell you, and this you might find funny, but the Lord revealed to me. Do you know there's a reason why men never understood the speech of Moses? Because God needed to establish the language of grace. Lest the speech be more articulate and the man establish the law. Not as one working with the Christ to present grace, but as one indifferent to the Christ. That's why he had to stammer. The law can't speak. That's why when the Bible says in Hebrews, men who are unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness, he says they are babes. The Amplified says unable to speak. 
can't speak and entice in the hearts of your hearers the most holy emotions. That's why he says, for everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness, of conformity with the divine will, in purpose, thought, and action, for he's a mere infant, not able to talk. Some people in the spirit realm, they are, who ba 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 ba, who ba ba ba, ba 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 ba, Tell your neighbor they're not talking about me. <laughs> Come on. That's why Moses could not speak. If Moses was a mighty orator, me, I told people, why do you think the devil fought for his body? Have you ever heard the devil fighting for Jesus' body or any other man? No. He knew he needed that body to continue establishing what Moses refused. You'll understand one day. <laughs> speak in other tongues. And <laughs> My hope is built on nothing. Jesus blood. Hey, wait. Hey, hey. Listen to those words. Sing them again. My hope is built on came and told me, I'm addicted 
through masturbation. Ask him, how? How can you be? <laughs> how? No, it can't stop. How can it not stop? Who are you? He said, I'm a child of God. And I told them, see, the Bible says, sin shall not have dominion. Listen. Over you. Because you're not under, but under. So I told the boy, the lady, the problem is not the sin. The problem is you're under the law. Sin cannot dominate you. Give me the amplified of that. The amplification says, sin shall not any longer exact since you're not longer but grace subject of God's favor and mercy. What does the message say? Sin can't tell you. It can't. After all, you're not living under that old tyrant any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. So how can you tell me you're addicted? How? How? If you're addicted, the problem is not the addiction. No, the problem is law. Because once you're under it, you'll be a slave. But when you enter the grace of God, you cannot. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, for who saw the sun sets free? is free indeed. And I'm free in Christ Jesus. Say I'm free. I'm free in my body. I'm free in my mind. I'm free in my ministry. I'm free in my marriage. I'm free. 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 Hallelujah. If you're here and you're not born again, you're not free. Don't confess it. Just put up your hand and say, lead me to Christ now. And we're going to lead you to a confession prayer right now. Just put up your hand. Anybody? If you're seeing a hand near you, you clap. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody? Praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody? Yeah? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confess in my mouth that you died and rose again and born again today. And you're the Lord of my life. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest. Thank you.